Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty, so you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash I do.
Hey guys, hope you are having a wonderful day or evening or night. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I welcome Matthew Hoffman, and Matthew is a national speaker and author of The Kick-Ass Husband, Winning at Life, Marriage, and Success. And he is a fulfilled and successful husband who leads men and women from selfishness and unfulfillment to satisfaction and love in their marriages. And today, Matthew and I talk about the three C's of commitment, communication, and conflict resolution. And we spend a fair amount of time on commitment at the start, which I really enjoyed because we haven't really talked about it a lot on this show. And Matthew has some really interesting insights and valuable tips as far as thinking about commitment, whether you're in a long-term committed relationship and questioning yourself, and maybe your commitment is waning, or you're single and dating and how to think about commitment in the conversations you need to have around that. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in, for leaving those reviews on iTunes and Spotify. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys. Enjoy today's show. Hi, Matthew. Thanks so much for joining me on the show today. My pleasure. Glad to be here. Today, we're going to talk about the three C's that you like to focus on in the work that you do. So why don't we start by having you tell our listeners a little bit about you know your podcast, the work that you do with couples, why you enjoy doing that, and then we'll dive in to the three C's. Sounds great. My pleasure. Yeah, we, my wife and I started the Kick-Ass Couples podcast. That was kind of the first thing that came out of the gate about a year and a half ago. And she and I get to do it together. That's probably the best part of it is I get to do it with my wife. And so uh, it, it's really brought us close together and given us a great opportunity to learn and apply an awful lot. We talk to uh, couples from all stages of relationships, some that are not married or considering marriage. Some of them have been married five, 10 years. I think the record for the couple that's been married the longest that we spoke to is 62 years. And uh, it was a great interview because you would think someone that's been married that long would be super old school, but they were super progressive and just beautiful things came out of that. And so uh, we have the podcast. And then after that podcast started, I came out with my first book, which is Kick-Ass Husband, Winning at Life, Marriage and Sex. And it's kind of a handbook for men and women that want to really learn what they can do tactically to uh, work on their relationship. And that really uh, sprouted Kick-Ass Couples Nation, which is a place where we help couples deepen and strengthen their number one human relationship by learning how to prioritize. And we think that's kind of what's unique about what we do. So we solve the problem of ignorance and uh, the people that we want to work with are imperfect couples that want to level up and get better. And uh, that's kind of why we have the podcast and our membership and have written the books that we've done. Yeah, no one is perfect. And that's that's why we're all here, you know, trying to get this information to continue to grow and uh, live better lives. And like you said, you know, work on that number one relationship, whether we're married, single even, or dating. There's so many tools and, and things to think about to relate better. And then eventually, and, and through that, 
live a better life. So it's beautiful work. I love getting this information, having conversations with people like yourself. And we're going to talk about the three C's. It's part of your curriculum that you focus on with couples. And you and I talked about in the pre-show, starting with commitment. And that's something we haven't talked a lot about on this show. So how do you think about commitment and uh, why do you think it's so important in helping couples? Sure. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's our first C and definitely the most important. If you think in building, you think of a cornerstone, right? Or And you set the cornerstone and it really dictates how everything else goes. Or if you think of it foundationally, if you don't have a commitment, a foundation uh, of commitment in your relationship, then it really makes everything else uh, have a big question on it. If you're coming into a marriage or even a, a relationship, could be dating, thinking, gosh, you know, if this doesn't work out, I'll just do something else. Or if I don't like how it feels, I'll hit eject. And I think that when you've got conditional or variable commitment in a relationship, it's really difficult to make progress. And I think, um, so before you come in and, you know, things that would define commitment is like no plan B, right? It's not, well, I'll stay here until, or I'll stay here if. Um, and uh, another uh, thing that John Gottman, who's a great relationship guru with the Gottman Institute, talks about the house. You know, there can't be any open doors or windows, meaning I'm in it, but there's plenty of opportunities for me to slide out and do something else that doesn't work out. And kind of my favorite analogy, Chase, about commitment is if you think about a trapeze artist, right? When they're up there doing their stuff, if there was no net underneath them, they probably wouldn't get too crazy in what they did and maybe wouldn't even be up there at all because if they make a mistake, right, it's death or pretty severe injury. So I like to think of commitment in a relationship as like that net, so if I've got a net, I know I can try something or if I make a mistake, it's not relationship ending or life ending. I feel a lot more confident and comfortable in the relationship because I know there's commitment there. And the way you get that net there is by unilateral, bilateral commitment where you and your spouse, your partner, your boyfriend, your girlfriend both say, I'm dedicated to this. Nothing is more important. And I'm going to prioritize you in this relationship above every other human relationship. And uh, I think once you get that safety net, then you're able to feel good about commitment and it allows you to comfortably go forward and proceed and work. And there's so many, as you know, so many other qualities. We have at least 13 others, right, in our pillars that you can work on. So commitment gives you freedom. It's not, commitment is not restrictive. It doesn't mean, man, I can't, all the things I can't do, but it's freeing. Because if I know and feel comfortable that my partner's committed to me, it allows me to relax and to work on the relationship without a sense of fear. Early on in a relationship, let's say someone dating, obviously we're going to be getting to know each other and not being like, hey, I'm committed to you no matter what, I'm in it. It's like, you know, we're, we're feeling it out. We're getting to know this person, their values, where they stand. But then there will be a moment where we're deciding, hey, I, I really like this person and, and I want to have a deeper level of commitment, connection, intimacy. And obviously there's a lot to unpack there in those early stages. But how do you think about that stage in a sense of someone getting to know a person? And, you know, it could be even six months in, a year in. It takes a while to really know someone. How do you think about commitment and how would you advise someone around commitment in the earlier stages of a relationship? Yeah, that's a great question. Cause you know, you're right. It doesn't, it's not just day one switch on, Hey, I'm committed, 
right? Because you got to get to know the person and the love and the likes and the dislikes. And um, two, two, I think, important things to know about commitment. The first one is if you want to know how someone is committed or how they express commitment, I always say, look at the little things. You know, how do they treat their family? their mom, their dad, their siblings? How do they treat their coworkers? How do they, and that's how they talk about them, right? How do they talk about their, their bosses? You know, how do they talk about other people? And even if you're out to dinner with them, how do they treat the server, you know, or the manager, or if they're in the grocery store line? So if you watch how they treat and react to people that they are invested and committed with, it is a really good indicator of how they're going to be with you. And, you know, you've probably heard the saying, faithful over the little things, faithful over the great. So when someone treats people that they have no reason to treat well, when they treat them really well, it means they respect them and they're looking for the value they have in them. That's somebody who's going to probably be pretty good at effectively demonstrating commitment because they're showing their commitment to someone over little things that really don't matter, have an impact on them. And that shows their character. The second thing I'd say about commitment and what I would always encourage couples who are dating, or even if you're considering marriage or if you're not, is to find out what commitment looked like to them when they were growing up. In other words, what did they see modeled in their home, parents, one parent, grandparents, whoever raised them, and get them to share what commitment looks like to them because that's what they're going to bring forward into the relationship. What's modeled to people will will shape them, whether they say, I'm going to adopt that system because it's what I saw and I believe in it, or, oh my gosh, it was a train wreck when I was growing up and I'm not going to do anything like that at all. So having those conversations of what love looked like and what commitment looked like allows you to have open conversations and understand where somebody's coming from and build that relation and make sure you're comfortable with how they model commitment. And, you know, um, that's so those are two things I would say that you can talk at any stage in a relationship, hopefully before you think about coming uh, committed or serious or or marriage, uh, for sure. So let's say we're progressing in the relationship. They're checking all those boxes that was so valuable, that rundown you gave. And we want to have a conversation and this will probably bleed into another sea of communication. But we want to have a conversation about like, hey, you know, I, I, I'm really enjoying getting to know you and, and what we have here. What does that conversation look like a, around like, hey, I, I want to, to have a deeper level of commitment and expressing that? How would you uh, encourage someone to, to approach that conversation and have it? I mean, some people won't even, you know, it's scary to even have that conversation. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of fear, right? What if they don't feel the same way I do? What if they reject me? What if they don't want to have what I have? What if they're like commitment, man, this is, it is what it is. And that's all you're going to get. Right there. So there's a lot of fear and you know, it's interesting. We all have fear about conversations, but, and we don't have them. And it, the, it's the conversations that we've never had, but should have that have the biggest impact on a relationship, right? Because we're concerned about what might be. And I think anytime you're having the couple things I, I throw out and would ask people to consider is don't blindside your partner or your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, your potential spouse, your fiance, and say, hey, I want to talk about something really serious right now. Because if they're not in the mood and they're not ready after a long day of work or late at night and they're not a nighttime person or early in the morning and they're not a morning person, I would say, you know what? 
I'd say, hey, so-and-so, I'd really like to have a kind of a deep conversation with you about our relationship and some things I've been thinking about. When would be the when would you be open to that or what would be the best time for us to do it? It's not at a date in a loud restaurant, right? Maybe it's on a walk, maybe it's sitting down, maybe it's in their territory, so they're feeling secure, their home, right? Or in, in, a, in a neutral place uh, in nature. So one thing is preface the conversation so that when you have it, they're ready to receive it. And not that they should be fearful about it, but, oh, this is important and I want to make sure we give the time we need. And then the second thing, when you're having that communication about something serious, you, you can really talk in terms of I. I statements are best. I feel. I think. I've noticed. It's important to me. I would like to share with you how I feel. And I think that by taking that first step and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable, you're really opening yourself up. And it's good for a lot of reasons because when you're vulnerable and open up, are they, are they treating you tenderly and gently and they're respecting that? And hopefully that'll make it safe and easy for them to come out and share those emotions and how they feel. You know, I'm desirous of a deeper relationship. I, I really would feel comfortable and love to say I'd like to be exclusive with you because I love what I'm seeing and I want to go deeper in our relationship. What does that sound like to you? And, you know, open leading questions are great. Not, I feel this way, do you, right? Yes, no questions are dangerous because you don't get somebody talking and you don't get information. But you can say, I feel, how do you feel about this? What are your thoughts on this? Where do you see this relationship going? Or how would you like to take it to the next level? Or would you, right? So uh, th those are some of the things I would say about frame the conversation, give yourself a great time. And then it's not you, do you, will you, how are you? But it's I, 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 I. And then be, being quiet. Don't, don't be afraid of the silence because that's when great things can happen and can marinate. And, you know, they may say, I'm not ready to talk about this right now not a place I want to go. Okay. Right. Uh, then you can say, well, it's important to me. And then you've got a decision to make. Wow. You know, I'm feeling ready to go to the next stage and the next level and they're not. So maybe they eventually will, or maybe they never will. And either way, you can't lose by being vulnerable, vulnerable and sharing your true emotion in yourself. Because when you're, when you're vulnerable in your communication, that's when you give the opportunity to have deep, bonds and connect and secure attachment. Um, and secure attachment to somebody never happens at arm's length. And when you're not being vulnerable or real, and if you want vulnerability out of somebody, you got to give it. So I think starting with that vulnerability is key to have a really deep and meaningful conversation. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. If you're tuning into today's show, you're probably aware that mental health and relationship challenges are a part of life, but they don't have to define you and you're not alone. If you've ever wished that you could join a conversation with an expert and call into a show in a similar vein as relationship advice, here's an opportunity for you. If you're navigating something messy, call the Dr. John Deloney show. His show recently hit top five of all podcasts on Apple Podcasts and for a good reason. With a PhD in counseling and two decades of experience sitting with people, Dr. Deloney brings practical advice on how to connect with others, face depression, overcome anxiety, and find true wellness. 
This caller-driven show tackles real-life issues from relationships to emotional well-being. Dr. Deloney walks alongside people just like you as they navigate tough decisions. So no matter what you're going through, the Dr. John Deloney Show is here for you. Send your questions, leave a voicemail at 844-693-3291 or email askjohn at ramseysolutions.com. They want to talk to you. Listen to the Dr. John Deloney Show wherever you get your podcasts or follow the link on our website. Do you want to know one of my favorite meals? It's a slice of toasted bread with tomato, mozzarella, basil, olive oil, salt and pepper, and a little drizzle of balsamic glaze. Makes my heart happy. It's so simple. It's so delicious. And I love that all the ingredients get to show off their individual flavors. I used to eat it all the time as my easy go-to meal. And then all of a sudden, there was a ton of messaging out there telling me that I shouldn't eat carbs and that I shouldn't eat bread and that bread is bad. And I hate to admit it, but I cut out bread entirely for the longest time. And it wasn't until recently that I started to understand that not all bread is created equal. Hero Bread makes those same delicious favorites free of consequences or compromises. They've remade carby, empty-calorie bread products into fluffy, delicious versions that include no-net carbs, zero grams of sugar, and fewer calories, plus protein and fiber. I highly recommend that you give their bread a try. They're giving Relationship Advice listeners 10% off when you visit Hero dot co and use the code I do at checkout. I was so excited to discover Hero Bread. It's truly amazing. And they've made a product that is tasty and soft while having zero to one grams of net carbs, zero grams of sugar and high in fiber. I'm not going to lie. Their white bread is so good and it makes the best tomato and mozzarella sandwich. Last week, Stella and I were back in Florida visiting our family and we all walked to the lake and the only bread we had in the house was hero bread. So we grabbed a slice, walked to the lake, and by the time we got there, Stella had eaten the whole piece of bread and of course, wanted more. So the poor ducks didn't get any hero bread, but Stella did. Since I had cut out bread for a while, every time I ate low quality bread, my body felt bad. It felt bloated and I didn't feel great. But with Hero Bread, I feel good after eating it, which makes my life so much easier because now I can go back to my easy grab and go sandwiches when I'm on the run. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code I do at checkout. That's I do at H-E-R-O dot C-O. How do you think about commitment in a longer term relationship? So let's say a couple has been together for five, 10 years and they've felt committed in the past, but it's going to wane. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to, but I imagine, you know, I've been in a situation where it changes, you know, and, and you start to, to question things or feel off. How do you think about it in that context? Sure. Well, what's interesting, I mean, I'll be real transparent here. My wife and I have been married 28 years, and it's not always been honeymoon hot. It's not always rainbows and sunshine. In fact, five, six years ago, I would say that we were, you know, I kind of see relationships in three stages. 
one, you're thriving, right? Trajectory is up, you're climbing, you know, blue skies, things are great. The second is maintaining, like think of treading water, right? You're not sinking, but you're not swimming and going anywhere. And then the third is declining, struggling or DOA, like, man, I don't think I can revive this thing. And we were in that treading water stage, that maintaining, because we had made so many commitments outside of the relationship that seemed right. Uh, we talked about this in a recent podcast about uh, relationships. And, you know, we were committed to our churches. We were committed to schools, our friends, community organizations, and we were really giving each other our leftovers. And we weren't, our commitment to each other had changed and we both were not completely happy. And so we had to get together and retool and say, are you happy with where things are? You know, things change. And the truth of the matter, most relationships don't fail by, uh, you know, infidelity, obviously, yes, that could happen. Abuse, physical or mental abuse, you know, breaking the law. Those things are break with. Wow, trauma, right? But most relationships, it's a slow fade. And, you know, you slowly, I'm going to spend more time with my friends, or maybe there's a coworker who's giving me more attention than my partner is or somebody outside there, right? And so you slowly diverge. You know, I think a great analogy I use in my book if you're traveling from LA to New York, right? And you've got a bearing, stay on this bearing and you're going to arrive, right? Easy. But if I, if I change my bearing by one degree, instead of 230 degrees, I'm going 231. By the time I get to New York, I'll be 40 miles away from my destination, where I want to be. And I'll be like, well, shoot, how did I end up here? It's just the little things along the way that happens. So you're right. Commitment changes because life changes. And I think you've got to have strong communication and get re-anchored to each other and not something else. And if you're not having, if the intimacy isn't deep and the relationship's not rewarding and the fireworks aren't, it's not honeymoon hot like it used to be, it's super easy to say, I'd rather find something else or I want something that's going to give me what I'm not getting. The mature thing, the commitment thing is to say, you know what? We got to get re-anchored back to each other and have the communication, get the bonds there and just, and there's nothing wrong with saying, I don't feel real close to you right now. Or man, I feel like we're drifting. Why is that happening? Or what can we do to get centered back and focused on each other? Because that's where I want to be and I like to be. So there's definitely intentionality of it. And whatever you're anchored to, that's what you're going to spend your time on. That's where the satisfaction is going to come from. So to keep that commitment strong, life changes. You know what? Jobs, kids, family pressures, dynamic, our health, our physical well-being, our spirituality. So many things change, but we have to keep coming back and re-anchoring and refocusing on the person that's number one. I want to ask you about that re-anchoring, and you gave a few examples there, but what does that conversation look like? And what are some tools that maybe you guys use to, to re-anchor and get back on track? So I think, you know, you and I spoke a little bit about this in the pre-show, appreciation, right? I'm really committed to appreciating and showing gratitude to my wife, right? And the truth of the matter is, Chase, you can't feel angry or upset or ungrateful or even fearful when you're expressing gratitude and appreciation. You can't feel angry and happy at the same time, right? It's like one of those things that's occupying your space. And the biggest lifeblood and oxygen you can give to someone you care about is recognizing their goodness 
and appreciating it. So it might be an attribute. Oh my gosh, I love the way you just spoke to our son. You totally diffused that tantrum. You didn't get angry. You handled that masterfully. Thank you so much for getting him in a better space with how you handle that. I love that about you, right? Or it could be um, telling them what you're grateful for. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for taking care of dinner the last couple of nights. I've been swamped at work. I didn't have time. The last thing I know was my turn, but the last thing I wanted to think about, right? So expressing gratitude and appreciation is a great way to anchor because I'm identifying what's good. I'm magnifying it. And I'm letting my partner know how I feel about them. And, you know, the cool thing about appreciation and gratitude is it's the, it's one of the few unlimited currencies we have. Doesn't cost you anything. You never run out of it. And if you work and committed to it, I can look at my spouse, my partner, and man, I can express gratitude or appreciation about a number of things about her on the, and if I'm not doing it at least once a day, 10 times a week, right? That's the minimum. Then that's where some of that resentment comes in and they start writing stories in their head about what they think is true because you're not telling them what you know is true. Before we continue on, we're going to take a short break to tell you about our sponsors. When you work full time, have kids and run a podcast, it's hard to make time for a multiple step skincare protocol. That's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, OneSkin. Their products make it easy to keep your skin healthy while looking and feeling your best. Let me repeat it. They make it easy. No complicated routine, just simple, scientifically validated solutions. If you're looking for skincare products that are simple and effective, for a limited time, you'll get an exclusive 15% off your first OneSkin purchase when using the code IDO when you check out at oneskin.co. I've been using OneSkin's body lotion for about a month and I've already seen noticeable improvements with small wrinkles and textures on my skin, specifically on the back of my neck and the back of my hands, two places where I get a lot of sun. Plus, my skin looks and feels healthier all around. It's all thanks to OneSkin's revolutionary OS-01 peptide, the first ingredient proven to deactivate aging cells responsible for lines, wrinkles, and thinning skin. Unlike traditional skincare products that only mask symptoms, OneSkin pioneered a new approach integrating tissue engineering and cutting-edge science to enhance skin biology for lasting resilience against aging. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using the code IDO at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with the code IDO. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. Money is one of the biggest stressors in relationships. While worrying about it doesn't help a ton, Earnin actually does. Our sponsor, Earnin, is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Many couples end up fighting about finances, especially when surprise costs arise. Earnin allows you to seamlessly deal with that unexpected trip to the vet or the last minute gift for loved ones without any stress, letting you and your partner focus on what really matters. 
Earnin is helping millions of Americans to feel self-sufficient and to worry and fight less about money. All of this without debt trap, mandatory fees, or credit checks. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download Earnin app, type in relationship advice under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show. That's relationship advice under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I love that gratitude practice and it is a practice and certainly showing appreciation and gratitude for your partner. But I find just in other aspects of life, it, it just, like you said, it's, it's hard, if not impossible to be grateful and angry at the same time. So for bringing that to our relationship and, and other aspects, it's just such a, a beautiful thing to be able to do. It is. It is. So let's go forward to communication. As long as there's nothing, I mean, I think we we covered uh, a lot of great stuff with commitment. If there's anything else you want to highlight before we go to communication, that's fine. But then uh, let's dive into communication and some of the things that you find super helpful in helping couples around this very important area. Sure. No, communication is so important. And I think uh, intentionality is huge on communication. And it may sound silly, but I really, I coach people, couples, I say, calendar, you know, make appointments with your spouse. Whether, hey, we're going to get together at 5.30 every day, or, you know, we're going to get together at such and such a time in the morning while we have a cup of, cup of coffee, it's quiet during our Bible study, whatever it is, you've got to set time aside to have communication. I know it sounds silly because there's check-in communication. Hey, where are you today? Where am I? You know, the dogs, the kids, work, you know, that commitment tonight, church, whatever it is, that's not really communication. I mean, it is, and it's tactical, but communication is checking in and it can happen. It could be a text. It could be a phone call. Um, it could be a sit down. You know, we, people have, you know, some of the people we've interviewed on the podcast, they go, we have the Edith and Archie chairs, you know, the, the lazy boys. And we make sure that we have coffee in those chairs for half an hour every day. And we just touch base, you know, what's going on in work. How's your headspace right now? I know you had that tough conversation with your mom. How are you feeling about that? Right. And it's not about solving, you know, men, we, a huge thing for guys. We want to jump in and save the day, rescue the dog, you know, get, save, you know, slay the dragon and make all the bad things go away. But what women want is to just talk and connect. And, um, women use, you know, 10 times more words than men do. And you just got to be a good listener because if they want your help, they're going to say, I need your help. But if they're going to go, oh, you're not going to believe what happened to me today, it's let them tell their story. And it's really about sharing those moments and having connections. And so if you're busy and, and you know, that could be a social count, just because you're out together at a party or an event with somebody doesn't mean you're communicating. You know, proximity does not equal communication. And um, I really encourage couples to have activities together that allow the connection. One of the favorite things that my wife and I do, we have some of the best communication is we ruck. We put weighted backpacks on our back and we go for fast hikes, right? 
and um, your body's doing something, you're engaged, so you're kind of doing something that's good for you. But, you know, there's no phones out, there's no TV, there's no kids, there's no other people. And it's an hour and 15 minutes of talking about whatever. And um, it's a great time to ask some of those anchoring questions. You know, like, for example, hey, what's one of the things I did that made you smile this week? Or what is, you know, this is my favorite question on communication you to ask your partners is to say, what is the greatest thing I can support you with right now? What's your number one need? What is just occupying all the space in your brain right now that you just can't get away from? How can I best support you where you are right now? And you might get, oh, you're already doing it or, oh, I'm so glad you asked, you know, pray for me or take this task or man, could you take the kids to school this week? And I've, I've got this here, or can you help me figure out how to do this or whatever it is? But at all times, you should know what's the best way you could be supporting your partner because it changes. It could change day to day, week to week, month to month, year to year. You know, there was a time when my wife was in the president of the parents club in our school for 1,250 kids. She had 55 events in seven months and it was crazy. I didn't see her a lot, but, and, but, but I was glad she was doing it. She wanted to do it. She probably did it better than anybody done in a long time. And I asked that question a lot. And I said, you know, and I remember hearing her say one night, I'm so tired because I just, I'm not getting enough sleep because I got to get up early, get what I have to. I would love just to have some more sleep. And she was, had agreed to take the kids to school the next day. I turned the alarm off. She, I let her sleep in. I took the kids to school. I fed breakfast. I took care of the dogs. And then later she's like, oh my gosh, why'd you do that? And I said, because I know you needed some more sleep, right? So I was aware and in touch and willing to provide those things. And that's a great example of communication, I think. And, you know, are you aware at all times, what's your partner's number one need? And then ask them or just do your best to fulfill it. I love questions and prompts like that because it's it's such a beautiful way to feel like your partner cares and to connect and to kind of like get out of the routine because it's so often a conversation might be about work or kids and life you know and life gets busy but like these questions of like hey what's giving you the most trouble these days what's going on it kind of like breaks that and you know makes your partner feel special of like, oh, you're, you're thinking about me or, you know, the other one of what's one thing I did this week that felt good to you. I mean, it could be anything and a super tiny thing. It's so beautiful to be able to do that and break up the monotony or whatever you want to call it, the, the busyness of life and, and really get into a, a deeper conversation fast with a good question. Yeah, there's something called sliding door moments. And if you think of that, they appear to you all throughout the day. That means the door opens where your spouse is asking you a question or even even from them, you know, you're in one room and they're in the other room. They go, oh my gosh, I can't believe we got another rainy day, right? You could go, oh yeah, it's raining. I hate rain, whatever, and say nothing. Or you could say, oh my gosh, I wish we just had some sunshine so we could go out and do something fun together, right? So a sliding door moment is when there's they're opening the door and inviting you in. And you had to choose to walk through that door as often as you can. Otherwise, you're missing a point for connection. And that's the key thing about communication is having it, right? And, and taking advantage of those opportunities when they present themselves 
instead of staying fixed on the show, the football game, you know, sc- doom scrolling on the on the on your phone for Instagram or YouTube or you know reading a book or whatever it may be, um, but showing them they matter and connecting and focusing and really having those opportunities for great connections. So I don't know what the last C is. We didn't talk about it in the pre-show. Is it connection? Uh, conflict or problem resolution. Uh, that's right. No, we did mention that. And I, I want to move to that and touch on that briefly before we finish up here. So what are some of the main things that help couples with conflict and, and conflict resolution? So there's a great stat that I've repeated many times, and that is that two-thirds of all problems in a relationship are perpetual, meaning you are never going to solve two-thirds of the issues that you have together. So you're like, shoot, that means two out of every three go unsolved. What the heck do we do? So my advice is you got to look for understanding, right? So if my wife is upset about something, I got to say, Tell me what, and I'm like, this is stupid. You can't go, you know, first of all, everybody has the right to feel the way they feel. So if she feels that way, it's incredibly real to her. I can't minimize it, say it doesn't exist, say it's illegitimate or not allow her to have the right to feel that way. What I can say is, what's the dream within the conflict? Why is this so important to you? Why does it, why has this got you so worked up? Or why does it strike a raw nerve? Or how come it gets you... Please help me understand why it gets you so upset, right? So understanding is huge because we don't have to agree. A lot of people think that if I don't always agree with my partner, my spouse, that's not a good thing. We, my wife and I disagree on a lot of things, but we've reached understanding why we each feel the way we feel. Because if I can put myself in her shoes and empathically, empathetically feel how she feels, then I go, ooh, you know, that must... If she says something that's just making her on fire, I can go, wow, I can see you're really upset about that. That's not a great place to be. Help me understand how you feel that way. What is it that happened that brought you here? And what do you think the key is to get out of that so you don't have to hang out in that nasty space for so long? So understanding is is huge. And, um, you know, and like I said, not giving an answer, but, you know, just being in it with them pull up next to him, shoulder to shoulder, man, it really stinks to feel that way. Or I know you're not happy right now and I'm here, I'm with you and I'm supporting you. Asking questions again is kind of beautiful and we're going to have disagreements. And you just mentioned, it's like, well, what's going on for you? What's making you so upset here? I I can see that you're really upset and I want to try to understand you. I think just hearing that and easier said than done, if we have our own stance that's counter to our partners, which is going to happen. That's what makes relationships interesting. It's not agreeing all the time, but learning to, you know, have conflict better right? It's not avoiding conflict, as you said. Yeah. Fighting fair. I mean, you know, you don't want to, if this is the person you you love, and hopefully it is, right, that you want to be with, you don't want to do anything that is going to debase, demoralize, or lessen them. It's not, it's not about winning. You know, when, before you're married, it's I and you. Once you get married, it's us. And if it's a win for us, each person in that partnership wins. So you got to give up the idea of winning and losing. Just because my opinion wins the day, does that make me right? Not, you know, by hurting my partner or defeating my partner. 
in an argument, but you know, it's, it's win lose thinking is, you know, so there's always a loser and if it's going to be win win and right for us, that's huge when there's, when there's conflict. And I think people chase, get it wrong where they think conflict is bad reframe. And what I like to tell people is conflict is an invitation to connection. Your partner, your spouse is saying, I'm out of whack. And something has got me. It might be you. You may have gotten them sideways by doing or not doing something, but it's an invitation to connect. So if you look at it as an invitation and accept it in a calm, loving way and avoid those landmines, if you know your partner, man, they just can't stand your parents because they've said or done some nasty things to them. If that's a landmine, don't step in the landmine. Well, you know, why would you want someone you love to jump on a landmine that's going to explode and cause, cause all kind of carnage? You wouldn't want to do that. So lovingly avoid the landmines so you don't have to go there and, or trigger them and do things that get them in that negative space. Well, Matthew, I think we covered a lot in just over 30 minutes. I've really enjoyed this conversation around commitment, communication, and conflict resolution, all super valuable stuff with some actionable tips. Before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they can find you online? And if there's anything that we skipped over or maybe something you want to emphasize, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, my pleasure. Well, you can find us at Kickass Couples Nation. We are on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, and uh, Facebook. Those are the platforms that we are on. We do KCN Nooners every Tuesday. We're live 30 minutes every Tuesday on most of those platforms. Uh, you can find out more about us and Kickass Couples Nation at MatthewPHoffman.com. And if anybody needs help with any of the things that we've talked about, we have KCN Kickass Couples Coaching because we want to help couples overcome the obstacles and obtain that dream relationship where they'd like to have where it's honeymoon hot every day. Awesome. Well, we'll have those links in our show notes and on our website at idopodcast.com. And Matthew, thanks for taking the time to come on the show today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Loved our time. Thank you guys so much for tuning into today's episode. As always, all the links to the guest as well as any of their recommendations will be in the show notes page. You can find the link to that in the episode description or by going to idopodcast.com. Click on the podcast tab up at the top and you will have access to all the episodes that we've ever done. There are over 300 of them. Uh, and while you're on our website, if you haven't checked out our free 14-day happy couple challenge, we really hope you do. It's a free email challenge that we send to you. It's 14 days of fun, easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And if you're looking for something that provides a little more help with working on your relationship, whether it's improving intimacy or communication with your partner or just bringing the spark back, we would love for you guys to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. We're offering $100 off to all of our listeners if you go to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. We've worked with over 15 psychologists and therapists to create the real life tools and strategies that they are teaching their clients. So we wanted to give them to you. It's a self-paced online course that can be done in as little as a month or up to three months. You can really decide how much or how little you want to do with your partner or maybe just yourself. So we hope you guys check that out. It's sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. Have a great day.
You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.